comes goes to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. He's They're going to try here. Rushing the center and down the lane. It is Marshall. Scores! Marshall scores! Moving on. Rendemore at the far side. That's broken. Here's a break. And it's Pisani. Scores! A short-handed goal for Pisani. Here comes Connor McDavid, shifting right by Riley, right in, what a goal! My goodness, what a goal by Connor McDavid! Hey, hey, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Oilers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Hernan Salas, of course, from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. On today's show, I'll be joined by Josh Wagman from the Score NHL. You can connect with him at Josh Wagman underscore. We'll get into all the news over the weekend. Man, was it ever busy on this Thanksgiving long weekend. Uh, the Big Fish all signed up and uh, all found new homes. Some surprising, some not so much. So we'll get into all that with Josh. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Of course, you can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan, at LockedOnOilers, and give us a follow at LockedOnPods. And remember to download and subscribe on your favorite app for all the latest episodes. The Edmonton Oilers were busy on the weekend Saturday. They kicked it off with a bang, signing Tyson Berry to a one-year deal worth 3.75, which was an absolute steal. Oilers fans were so happy praising Ken Holland in just minutes after they announced the signing of goaltender Mike Smith. And the fan base turned on Kenny Holland. Wow. Not happy. I I don't want to say I didn't I didn't see anyone media or some media were okay with it. Like I said, I said I didn't hate it, but I don't love it. You know, if you looked at the free agent list, who are you gonna get? Aaron Dell? Come on. Greg Anderson? Come on. Like there wasn't a lot of, of the big names left. A guy that was gonna be maybe better than Mike Smith. And if you want to go to the trade route, okay, but what are you willing to give up? That's a big question. And stop saying Chris Russell. Chris Russell's not gonna get you a good goaltender period so for me it was kind of like uh we know this guy the price point i get it it's a little high 1.5 cap hit the rest is all on performance based uh bonuses right so i get the anger from the fan base you know but they were good during the regular season they, they were what second in the division one point out of being uh, one of the uh top uh teams to go into the bubble playoffs that just had to play the round robin it's not ideal i get it and i get why fans are upset unless you're the Oilers and you're trading your first round pick next year you weren't getting Darcy Kemper you weren't getting uh, another elite goaltender so it is what it is but the Tyson Berry okay that's a great addition I mean we'll talk to Josh about it he saw him a lot last year as he's based in Toronto there's a player there and and I said it on Saturday on on the pod with Connor and Tom like just because one guy has a bad season doesn't mean he's a terrible player and I remember I've been at TSN 1260 for many years and I remember how much people wanted Tyson Berry when he was in Colorado does one bad year in Toronto change that no come on there's a player there he's gonna help now imagine if clef bomb can play the decor is pretty good right now if you lose clef bomb tyson berry is still a, a 
he's still obviously a nice addition uh, you know he can move the puck he's going to be good on the power play for this team so I liked it and then you know we we talked about it at length the tourist Tyler Ennis you, you like those moves as well for the Edmonton Oilers so all in all what grade would you give the Edmonton Oilers let me know on Twitter at Hernan the Man at Locked On Oilers what grade do you give Kenny Holland so far for his moves seems like they're done I mean I they don't have tons of money they got to get Ethan Bear signed up but signing Jesse Pugliarvi signing Kyle Turris signing Tyler Ennis signing Tyson Berry bringing back Mike Smith let me know what grade you think he gets and I'll let you know at the end of my podcast what grade I'll give the Edmonton Oilers for their offseason moves again the big fish did sign Taylor Hall goes to Buffalo on a one-year deal eight million Alex Pedrangelo signed seven years at 8.8 million with the Vegas Golden Knights and then on the flip side Golden Knights and Nate Schmidt who I really like to the Vancouver Canucks who are having a let's say less than uh ideal offseason but that's a nice that's a nice acquisition by the Canucks in my opinion Devin Taves another great trade by Joe Sack it goes to the abs for uh two for a second round pick in 2021 and one in 2022 those were the big ones and then Toffoli probably the best deal I think of the offseason in free agency four years at 4.25 million another nice addition to go with uh, Josh Anderson there in Montreal but let's get to it right now as I'm joined by Josh Wagman from the score uh, you can connect with him on Twitter at Josh Wegman underscore Josh. How are you doing out there in the East Coast? Uh, pretty good. Uh, no complaints over here, despite uh, everything going on. Yourself? Yeah, I'm doing excellent here. The weather's still nice and uh, a lot of news to get to when it comes to the world of the NHL. So we'll start there, Josh. Uh, the Big Fish signed over the weekend. We saw Alex Pedrangelo sign with the Vegas Golden Knights for seven years at $8.8 million. And on the flip side, then they traded away defenseman Nate Schmidt to the Vancouver Canucks for a 20 for a 2022 third round pick uh just your thoughts on the moves by the golden knights uh i mean i really like the move i mean if you think about it you're really just trading petrangelo for nate schmidt and i think you Mm. do that every time petrangelo obviously truly elite elite defenseman they had to pay the price but for at least the first you know three four years minimum of that contract i think he's still going to be elite the last couple years who knows but uh i think it's a great move they're obviously in win now mode and on the flip side, like I, I love Nate Schmidt. I think he's mm-hmm. a great player, such a good skater, really hard on the puck. Um, but obviously someone had to go. I don't think anyone was going to take flurry. So if, if you're looking at their cap friendly page, you know, Schmidt was kind of the guy who had to go, especially since Petrangelo was going to come in and basically take his spot in the lineup. Right. But uh, great get for the Canucks to get him for just a third round pick. I know it might not be the best return for Vegas, but I, don't really think you have to look at it return wise for the pick and just kind of look at it as you're replacing Schmidt with Petrangelo, which you do every time. And then you see the news that Leonard's going to get surgery. So they're definitely going to hold on to Flurry and that forward group. Does this make Vegas in your eyes kind of the, the cream of the crop when it comes to uh, their conference? Uh, I think so for sure. I mean, you look in the West, I'm Colorado's had a really good off season yeah. too. I don't want to write them off. I mean, I think the sod for Zadorov trade was really good. Uh, the Devontae's trade they made yesterday with the Islanders, I think was really good. So I think Colorado and Vegas are definitely the the two best, but I'd probably put Vegas up ahead of them right now. You brought up the Colorado Avalanche. When I saw this trade go down yesterday, I, I was kind of like, man, Joe Sackick did it again. He's done nothing but great moves so far for this Colorado Avalanche team. And let's just maybe focus on that decor because Devin Taves, for me, is one hell of a defenseman and he just makes a group that's already strong, stronger. Yeah, they have like one to six on the back end. Now, if you look like they're so deep, uh, and it seems like you're right. Every trade Sackick makes is 
in his favor. So it's games <laughs> around the league almost got to stop answering the phone when Joe Sackick is calling. But I understand in a sense why the Islanders had to do it because yeah. they're kind of up against the cap. I don't think anyone was going to take on Letty or Boychuk and they have to re-sign RFA's Ryan Pulock and Matthew Barzell, obviously. So they're kind of up against it here. I guess they just couldn't fit Taze into the picture, even though he's a really underrated and really good defenseman. And like all the analytics you read about him is he can be like a top pair guy, even a second pair guy with ease. But like in Colorado, he doesn't even have to be that. He can almost be on their third pairing given how deep they are. You know, the other big fish was uh, Taylor Hall. You know, uh, I know one of my other podcasts, we were kind of betting on where he would sign. And I'll tell you this, Josh, uh, I'm joined by Josh Wegman from the score. We didn't have Buffalo even on the radar. And and Taylor Hall did say over the weekend that he he was looking for that kind of six, seven year term. Uh, Couldn't find it. So he just wants to bet on himself. And listen, I, I don't mind the Buffalo save as a choice because you're going to play with Jack Eichel who's an elite elite talent but what do you make of Taylor Hall picking Buffalo and it, I, I like let's be honest here I don't think any of us had him going there no that totally <laughs> came out of left field like I did a little predictions post uh for the score predicting where some of the big names would go and I was kind of thinking Colorado since they had some of the cap space but once they trade for Sud, obviously they didn't really have the room for him anymore but yeah Buffalo that that really uh is surprising especially because before free agency Hall was on record saying like winning is his top priority and yeah. like I mean you look at his career he's played for Edmonton New Jersey Arizona he's only played in like 14 career playoff games so I thought for sure he's going to a team that you know gives him a chance to at least play in the playoffs and like Who's to say Buffalo isn't going to make it, but they have the league's longest active playoff drought, right? So it is surprising in that sense. But, hey, like you said, yeah, you can go to Buffalo for one year, play with Jack Eichel. He could easily put up 90-plus points like he did a few years ago when he won the heart, and then he's back in free agency again and could get the payday that uh, he wants with the team he wants, which, hey, could be Buffalo if maybe they have some success, but we'll see. Yeah, and he's definitely going to bring that good luck charm of uh, winning the lottery there. So it's going to go well either way, I guess, for, for the Sabres here. And uh, one last one here on this segment before we get to the Edmonton Oilers uh, moves over the weekend as well, Josh. Uh, is there one, I mean, like the Tyler Toffoli one stands out to me, like just a great deal. But is there one move kind of under the radar move that you really liked uh, over the weekend that, when it came to free agency? Um, you're right, Toffoli, that is a great... Uh... That is a great move for sure. He's he's a really solid play driver. I mean, and he doesn't have to be like the guy in Montreal. He, yeah. they, he can just fit into their top nine. I mean, they don't really have any stars up front, but they just have like three really, really solid lines. So I think he'll, he'll fit in well there. It is kind of from Vancouver's perspective. I think it is kind of a shame they couldn't bring him back given how well he meshed with Horvat. But, uh, you know, it's because Benning decided to pay some – not so good contracts in their bottom six guys like Beagle and Roussel and uh, others, but um, other moves that I really liked again, like we talked about the Devin Tays trade to yeah. Colorado. I think that's just fantastic. I mean, there's been a few other kind of more under the radar, good ones. I really like uh, New Jersey getting Ryan Murray for a fifth round pick. I've was blown away. Cause he got traded, I think the same day or the day after good Branson also went for a fifth round pick. And, you know, Murray's had a lot of, a lot of injuries, but uh, when he's healthy, he's really, really solid defensively. And I, I know he hasn't lived up to the second overall 
hype that he had, yeah. but he's a really solid player. And they, again, they got him almost for nothing, but that's been a few trades around the league like that, where a team has to move a salary. So they have no leverage. Um, and that's how it goes. But an, another signing and this will segue in nice to our Oilers conversation. I, I really love the Tyler Ennis signing again. I don't know how that guy doesn't get more money. I think he's a really solid player. One year, 1 million, absolutely no risk. A uh, big fan of that signing. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll get into the Oilers here coming up. I'm joined by Josh Wegman from the score app. You can connect with him on Twitter at Josh Wegman underscore. That's coming up next year on the locked on Oilers podcast. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Bill Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Three delicious flavors to choose from. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, I'm your host, Hernan Salas. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man. As I'm joined by Josh Wegman from the Score app, you can connect with him on Twitter at Josh Wegman underscore. Josh, let's get into the Oilers moves. And it's funny, I'll, I'll tell you this here in Edmonton. Uh, right after the Tyson Berry uh, signing, uh, you know, Ken Holland was being praised here. Everybody loved him. He was like, he got four players for under $8 million. He improved this team. And then as soon as the Mike Smith was announced, it... it <laughs> The Edmonton fans took over the social media world and Ken Holland became the worst GM in the history of the sport. Uh, just your thoughts. Uh, I want to start off with Mike Smith. He was good with Kotskanen during the regular season. We all saw what happened in the playoffs. Now, the team in front of the goaltenders for the Oilers wasn't very good in those four games, but uh, not ideal for Edmonton to bring back Mike Smith. And, and I just want to get your opinion on that signing. Yeah, I understand some of the uh, unhappiness in Edmonton with Mike Smith coming back. I mean... Like, there's not much out there. If you look at the goalies that are left, it's like Aaron Dell, Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard. Would they be an upgrade over Smith? Maybe. Maybe Dell, because he's a little younger and isn't on the steep decline like the other goalies are. But uh, uh, it's it's definitely not going to be ideal having Smith again, especially mm-hmm. this season. Like, the schedule is supposed to be really condensed, right? So you're going to have to play – every team's going to have to play their backup goalie, like at least minimum 30 games, you're thinking, maybe 30 to 40. I don't think you really want to be rolling Mike Smith out there for that much, um, especially even – it's not a huge deal, but at 1.5, I thought they'd be able to get him for at least just a million or under. Again, yeah. that doesn't make a huge difference, but um, having him cheaper like that it would be easier to put him on waivers and if you can get another goalie before then. But again – there wasn't much out there. If you wanted like more of a tandem option, I think definitely signing a guy like maybe Hudobin. I mean, who knows if you wanted to leave Dallas though. Um, definitely would have been better to upgrade between the pipes, given that Koskinen was like solid for the most part last year, but I don't know if he's like a bona fide number one and with Smith, like an aging veteran backup who, you know, he's hasn't been good the last couple of years. Uh, it could be a bit of an issue, but yeah, you're right. It all comes down to really Edmonton has to defend better in yeah. front of their goaltending. So uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I, I understand 
um, being upset about bringing Mike Smith back, even though there are worse options. Like I said on my Twitter, I said I don't love the Mike Smith signing, but I, I don't hate it. Uh, hopefully, they can kind of repeat what they did last year. Uh, moving on, though, to the Tyson Berry, which was the big one. They get him for one year at 3.75. This guy can move the puck. He is coming off a rough season in Toronto, but there's still a player there, right, Josh? For sure. And I, from a value perspective, one year at 3.75 million for Tyson Berry, I think that's really good value and you know even if he is not good again this year it's not any long-term commitment or anything so it's it's a bit of a gamble in the sense that they're a team that needs to defend better and he's not good at defending to put it frank uh yeah you know, you know he's he's offensively gifted and like he's gonna re- like i mean their power play was one of the best of all time last year and he could come in and potentially help make it even better i don't know if he'll get that opportunity i know clef bomb is out for a while so he may get that chance but I mean at five on five he can be a bit of a defensive liability he's gonna have to be put in a lot of offensive situations um again like I don't know if it'll be a fit but I think it's a good gamble and at the cost it's a good gamble too again 3.75 not too much of a commitment um yeah, he hey he could maybe return to the Colorado version of Tyson Berry but like as as someone who watches a lot of Leaf games last year, uh, he was a bit of a defensive mess at times. And a lot of it wasn't his fault because he was put in situations he shouldn't have been in. Toronto had some injuries on D last year. You know, Morgan Riley went down, Muzzin was out for a bit. Yeah. And he was kind of playing like 25 minutes a night, which is not what you want him to do. If you can be more in that like, you know, 19 to 20 minutes a night, a lot of offensive zone starts. I think that's where you want him. And if Edmonton can use him the right way, he could be a really valuable addition. What grade would you give the Edmonton Oilers so far in free agency, uh, Josh? Um, that's always tough to do because we don't know what other moves they might make. I mean, again, there's not many free agents left out there that yeah, they could yeah. make a trade or something. But I think for now, probably somewhere like a B because I really like the Ennis signing. Turris uh, is pretty good value too at 1.65. Yeah. And especially since there were like no centers out there and they really needed a third line center, right? I mean, Turris has also kind of like Barry in a sense. He's a bit of a defensive liability. And the mm. last couple of years, his offense has declined, but he's only 31. I think, you know, now that he's not playing under a massive contract anymore, he can kind of probably be himself a little more. Third, He'll get some like sheltered minutes, I think, on that third line. I don't think they're going to ask him to play against top lines or anything like that. That would be foolish. But if he's on a third line, you know, playing like 14 minutes a night, uh, in soft matchups, I think he could produce, and then you'll you can stomach, I guess, some of his defensive deficiencies, and especially at one point six when there was no centers out there. I think that's a, a good signing. Uh, Josh Wagon from the Score joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Josh, I have to ask, you are in Toronto, so it just uh, they've been very very active this off season. Of course, they traded uh, Johnson over the weekend. They signed Zach Bogosian, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Vesey. Just uh, your thoughts on what the Maple Leafs have done? Um. I like it for the most part. Uh, TJ Brody, I'm, you guys have obviously seen a lot yeah. of him. He's a he's a really solid defender. I mean, for four years at $5 million, like no one's going to call it a bargain or anything, but it's kind of the going rate. I mean, you saw Tanev get 4.5. Uh, other defensemen in that same range were, you know, getting paid similarly. So it's not a bargain by any means, but it's, it's a signing I think they really needed to make because – they need someone to play with Morgan Riley. I mean, the guy has just had abysmal partners throughout his entire tenure in Toronto. So yeah. now he'll have someone who's finally steady 
that can uh, play with him. And they're, you know, they had to trade Janssen. Now they're allocating a lot more money to their D and that kind of has skimmed out their bottom six forward group, which I think is kind of the right strategy to go with. Yeah. But uh, they might, they have a bit of like a log jam on D now after signing Bogosian, they have like seven like quality NHL defensemen that I think we're all probably guaranteed like minutes or guaranteed at least everyday playing time. And so that could potentially open up a trade. I could see them maybe moving Justin Hall or Travis Dermott. Um, but we'll kind of see how that shakes out. But overall, I do, I do like what they've done, just focusing, spending more money on the defense and taking some out of the bottom six. Cause a guy like, like the Janssen trade, Janssen's a really solid player, but oh, yeah. 3.5 million. I think he was going to be just play on like a third line probably. Right. You can find a guy who is cheaper and they did like Jimmy VC's making the league minimum almost uh, to come in. I don't think, I don't think they were able to afford to pay a guy like Janssen three and a half million to play a third line left wing. So I do like what they've done. Yeah. And the addition of Wayne Simmons brings some, he brings that hard work that he's got that good leadership skill and all that. So I, I've also liked what the Toronto Maple Leafs have done. Uh, I think Zach Bogosian, you know, he's a little bit older now, but uh, I think he's going to bring some nice stability there to that decor as well. And, and like you said, Brody is just an excellent addition as well. Josh, I want to thank you for taking the time on this Tuesday after the long weekend to join me and talk some NHL free agency. Uh, where can people find your work, Josh? Oh uh, yeah, you can, if you download the score app, uh, we're always writing lots of NHL news features, uh, you name it. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at uh, Josh Wegman underscore. Perfect, Josh. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm sure we'll be chatting in the near future. Sure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Big shout out to Josh Wagman for joining me on this Tuesday. Of course, he's from The Score. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Wagman underscore. If you got The Score app, make sure to download it. Some great stuff there. Josh uh, writes a lot, a lot on the NHL there. So big shout out once again to Josh for joining me on today's podcast. I asked Josh Wagman uh, what grade he gave Kenny Holland. He said a B. You know what? And that's what I was leaning towards B, B minus. But I'm going to go with a B. Listen, and he probably would have been at an A minus for me me or even higher if, if if the Mike Smith signing does not happen but I, I'm gonna go with a B as well and I, I know that's not a, a fun pick to agree with my guess but I think it has to be a, a B you know he got four quality players for under eight million dollars and then the Mike Smith it's not a it's not the sexy decision we're all waiting for you're bringing back the two guys that were here last year they were good in the regular season so just think of that stay positive and hopefully they can be even better or just maintain the same what they did last year because then the Oilers are a playoff team and then in the playoffs who knows what happens who you roll with if Koskinen or Smith can get hot so it's not the end of the world Oilers fans so I'll give them a B and let me know what you think as you can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers some sad news today as uh, here in Edmonton for the local amateur sports scene as uh, Rob Zitlaw a gentleman I got to work with uh, when I first got into the media passed away over the weekend as him and his wife Grace were involved in a fatal car accident. Yeah, just terrible news to hear. Um, sending love and strength and prayers to all his loved ones. And I know here the sports community is, is truly sad uh, with this news. And, you know, like the Yerem Chucks, Andrew Peard, Wyatt, uh, Ziegler, all the guys that have worked uh, or do work, sorry, at TSN 1260, all have worked with Rob. I know Dusty has as well. And just a great man. He was so passionate about his job. I loved watching him work. And uh, it's truly sad. He obviously gone too soon and um, again sending sending all the strength and prayers to his loved ones uh, he will be missed
Right, producer Christian is flashing the red lights. Time to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Oilers podcast. Remember to download and subscribe on your favorite app for all the latest episodes. Downloads were really high this weekend uh, for the Saturday show. I truly appreciate all the support. Keep those coming. We'll have more fun shows coming up this week as well. Until then, I'm Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Talk to you on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh,